We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Week five is the NFL is here, and we are here to talk uh, DFS uh, for the whole Sunday slate. I promise to focus on football and not watch Draymond Green's punch for the next hour. Happy Friday morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, the Friday morning DFS version. I am Scott Jensen. Join us always on Fridays by Ryan Balanji. Uh, if you could please rate or view the podcast, we greatly appreciate that. Helps people find us, uh, helps the podcast out a lot. So if you enjoy listening to us all year, hopefully we pick you some winners. Uh, we uh, we appreciate if you could uh, if you could rate or review us. Uh, Ryan, how are you? We're at week five. This season's flying by pretty good so far. Yeah, it's flying by. Uh, I'm doing well. I went to the Saints Vikings game in London last week. That was a cool experience. Nice. How was the, how was the how was the double doink in person? Uh, yeah, it was it was actually you know an, an entertaining game to watch, and you weren't sure if you were going to get that when Jameis got ruled out and Kamara got ruled yeah. out. But yeah, it was cool to see a game in London, and we had really good seats. Uh, DFS went pretty well too. I guess it was frustrating, nice. but I made a small profit uh, thanks to. TJ Hawkinson, who I just had, I had a lot of Hawkinson. I had a lot of Rashad Penny, um, but I read somewhere that Hawkinson was like a top five DFS tight end score ever. Like it was an unbelievable game. Yeah. Crazy. Right. Yeah. I can't remember, especially a guy that cheap scoring that many points at tight end. So yeah, he kind of carried me. I didn't get the other stuff, right. I had a lot of Eagles and the weather kind of slowed that game down, but I don't know. Can't complain on to the next week. What about you? Yeah, props to you on Rashad Penny, man. From from doing the podcast, you mentioned him, and uh, I I shifted off a couple of guys to Penny on my main lineup. So I had Penny and Hawkinson in my main lineup. I wish I had done a little more with it. I went with uh, I, I had so much money after that. I went with Allen Diggs, and that just didn't. I mean, Diggs was, or Allen was okay, but like if you're gonna pay that much for him, you can't be okay. And then Diggs was pretty quiet. So um, I uh, I cashed in uh, I cashed in uh, tournaments and and double ups, but kind of a. Uh, you know, a min cash situation, but uh, with Hawkinson and Penny, it was hard to uh, hard to not be a little disappointed about not uh, hitting Loba bigger. But uh, it's good to uh, it's always good to be a pro- to make a profit. So I'm never never complain. Yeah, and about you know that. we we uh, I think we got a little bit unlucky because Josh Jacobs just went off in the yeah. second game and kind of nullified Penny and sort of any other cheap stuff you have. I forget he scored like 37 or something, and he was relatively popular. So that was unfortunate too, but. Uh, 
Yeah, anyways, yeah. we'll try to do better this week. It's uh, it's an underrated thing. You not only need your guys to do well, you need other guys to not do well. When I've had when I've had my uh, my couple of really good weeks, it was like it was it, it's mar- it's you really notice like how few other guys do really really well. Right. You you hit the right guys and you're like, you're like nobody else really went off this week. It just kind of it's funny right. how that works. But <laughs> Gino Gino Smith in the moon, man. It was uh, hey, we talked Gino about Smith, him, yeah. We talked about yeah. a bunch about him last week, and we both liked him. Kind of that sneaky. He's, he's not sneaky anymore, but that was uh, that was beautiful. That was, yeah. I get for the third, and especially after last night. Now for the third straight week, I get to mention that Geno Smith is better than Russell Wilson. Dude, and Russ, uh, Russ, was, Russ was horrible last night, and also played really stupidly too. Like you just don't right, that interception. That. It, I mean, made no. That's it's like, just a, it's a bonkers bad interception. Right, that's like inexcusable. You just can't yeah. do that no matter what, which is yeah. so weird from from Russ. You throw that thirty rows deep, you kick a field goal, and you go up six, and the game's right. over. Like Matt Ryan was not driving the field on you at any point. It's just. Uh, that's an inexcusable pick. Yeah. Even Jimmy G is jealous of uh, that decision making. So. <laughs> um, let's go. Let's go to overall look at this slate. We've got another London game. So we're down to 12 games on our slate. We got nine early and three late again. Um, primetime games. We had Indian Denver with one of the worst NFL games of all time last night. We got the Giants and, pa- and your Packers in London. Uh, you're, you're not going this week, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, but uh, it's nice. not looking good. Tickets are hard to get for this one, but uh, yeah, we're Packers one short the- right now. Packers and a New York team. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, we got Cincy and Baltimore Sunday night, a pretty good game there. And then the Raiders and Chiefs on uh, on Monday night. Uh, it's uh, it's funny. There's uh, there's no tight ends on this slate. We've got Andrews and Kelsey off the slate. We've got Waller off the slate. George Kittle's 5,200 on the slate, the most expensive tight end at 5,200. He's the only guy over 5,000, too. It's pretty wild. Uh, weird week of over-unders, too. We've got one game. We have no games that are over 50. We have one that's over 48. We have Philly and Arizona at 49. A really, really fun fantasy game. At least I don't know how fun, how fun a regular game is, but a fun fantasy game. We have three games that are under 45 uh, or under 44, I think. Uh, we have Tennessee and Washington's 43. Dallas and the Rams, which sounds great on paper, but 42 and a half. And then Niners-Panthers is 39. I think that's a gigantic function of the Panthers' offense versus the 49ers' defense, which might be the biggest mismatch of the season when you look at it, like stats on paper. It's uh, it's not great mm-hmm. for Carolina there. So we have eight games that leaves us that are between 44 and 48. So it's like it's one of those weeks where, yeah, you can play a lot of Philly and Arizona, but you've got to, you have to find a game or two in that middle range that you like. And it's uh, it's amazing how many games are just really, really, really slammed to that exact same over-under range. Yeah, uh, even, you know, I think this might be the first week with no totals over 50. Yeah, I think it is too. I, I, we've always um, had like one that kind of sneaks over, but it's uh, it's it's a low scoring week. But, you know, in, a couple of those games are going to go off. And we had last week, we had uh, Detroit, okay. Seattle went crazy. So it, and we talked right. about that game a lot, but uh, some games are going to get back and forth. Is, are there any games in that 44 to 48 kind of clumped up range? You're like, you know, this is the one that I want to, uh, I want to spend a little more time trying to attack. I think it's going to go over. Yeah, um, so I think you're right that the Eagles Cardinals will probably be the most popular yeah. stack, I think, and we'll probably we'll talk about why. Um, but as far as the other ones, I think just the two teams with the highest implied totals, uh, the Bills and Tampa. Um, okay. now their, their opponents aren't great, um, but still you can even Atlanta and Pittsburgh have some guys you can run it back with. And like the Tampa side, for instance, Brady's cheap, Godwin's yeah. cheap, and even Evans is relatively affordable. And the Falcons have just been like the perfect team to target, uh, especially for passing. Um, so I think the Tampa Bay looks okay. And then even the bills, I know they're huge favorites, but um, 
there isn't much on this slate. And there's a couple Pittsburgh guys you could maybe run it back with if you wanted to. What kind of makes me like I was kind of off Buffalo. I was just going to forget about it because uh, those games usually aren't great for stacking when you got a 14 point favorite. But then I saw Dawson, yeah. Dawson Knox just got ruled out and also uh, Crowder just got ruled out. Yep. So he maybe went, Crowder went on IR too. Yeah. So, you know, maybe the target chair becomes a little more concentrated for Diggs and Gabe Davis and you can just do a little mini stack with that game. Um, uh, yeah, I haven't quite decided where I'm going to go, but that's what I'm looking at. What about you? Yeah, I uh, I kind of thought the same with the Bills too. You know that that passing you know tree narrowing I think is a good thing for us in fantasy. I uh, I really like uh, I really like Chargers Browns. I think that uh, we got a lot of weapons on both sides, and we got two defenses that are not playing especially well right now. And the Browns stack up well in defense, on, you know, name wise, but you know, without Miles Garrett, without Jadavian Clowney, it, they're just a different defense. They had to blitz a lot last week, and it, it worked a little bit, but. If you blitz Justin Herbert, you don't get there. You're gonna you're gonna pay that price. So it's it'll be an interesting uh, interesting to see if they uh, even with Herbert back there if they still blitz. Um, so I think that's a game that 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 over under right now is 47. It was 47 and a half last night. It's actually dropped a little bit. Um, but I think that's one that I think could get a little more back and forth than these other games. So it's uh, that that's kind of my favorite in this uh, in this middle uh, you know kind of clumped up middle range. Yeah, it's kind of a slate where you, you shouldn't even really worry about the totals too much. They're all about the same. You know, just. Find a spot you like. Any yeah. of these games can end up being the one that that goes off. You're not really like making a mistake targeting yeah, one agreed. game over another. Someone in the chat asked about uh, Khalil Shakir on the on the Bills, and we will we will definitely get there. Um, I think that 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 depends yeah. a lot on if Isaiah McKenzie is uh, is out or not, and it's uh, that that's one of the uh, you need some injuries, but uh, he's someone that looks really interesting. He's a fifth round pick out of Boise State, but I, I do like that one if he turns out to be uh, turns out to get some other injuries that come into play. Oh, it looks like Ryan may have frozen up a little bit here. I don't know what happened there. So uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to chat a little bit. So uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully Ryan gets back in here in a second. Um, I'm going to take him out and then add him. So uh, I'll get, we'll get Ryan back here in a second, but uh, I'm going to jump into uh, jump into who who we think maybe are going to be the the chalk or boring plays this week. You know, who's everybody going to have? And it's a, it's a week that me to me that without that like you know those couple top games where you have an over under that's really really high that uh, maybe we uh, maybe we get to, oh, Ryan is back. Are you back? I think I'm back. Beautiful. Sorry, no Sorry. worries at all. I had just jumped into. Um, Talking about boring plays and chalk plays, who we think is going to be valuable or most uh, most most uh, rostered this week, and um, I think a quarterback. It's interesting because I think it's going to be either you pay up for Hertz or Allen, or you're going to pay down. And there's a number of names that you go down. I think the mid range will be under rostered, uh, but Hertz and Allen at the top, and I think you get like probably a Trevor Lawrence or Tom Brady if you if you pay down. Um, who do you think to be the most popular quarterback this week? Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think you pay all the way up. So I think, at least for cash games, people would choose Allen over Hertz just because he projects slightly better. Uh, you know, for tournaments, pick whoever you want. Th those are the top two options. Um, but, yeah, if it's not him, I think it would be Brady. I'm not sure. You know, I like some of those cheaper guys that, that we'll talk about. But at least for cash games, I'm not sure you need to go below Brady. And Brady's floor and ceiling is definitely higher than those guys in the in the 5k range so i think yeah people either go brady or josh allen for cash games 
Yeah, I, th- I think Hertz will be right there with Allen, too. I just think everybody's going to want a piece of this game, plus also, uh, you know, the Arizona defense is 24th in, in yards uh, yards per attempt. They're just not very good. And uh, I-, I do think that Lawrence will be the one guy in the fives that will be pretty rostered. I think he'll be there not as much as Brady, but I think he'll be up there, you know, cheap in a great matchup coming off that ridiculous rain game in Philadelphia where, you know, fumbled four times. But uh, Houston allowed 340 yards and 8.7 yards per attempt to Herbert last week. So I think you just you need to get Houston. So I think people will, uh, people will go there. I think Brady would be more popular. You saw with with the with the weapons back last week, you know, it was back to normal. Brady had three touchdowns the first week's total and threw three last week. So you get Evans and Godwin back, and it makes just such a huge difference. Yep, I agree. And then uh, yeah, I agree about Lawrence. And one other guy – uh, Teddy Bridgewater for 5,400 uh, projects pretty well against the Jets. Yeah, I'm not a Bridgewater guy, but he just has weapons, right? Like he just, a He's 10 got yard, weapons now. Yeah, a 10-yard pass like turns to a 60-yard pass with those two guys just so easily. Right, and then that combined with the matchup against the Jets, I think that, that's why you see the good projection. Are there any um, are there any running backs you see as like the obvious, uh, you know, everybody's going to have this guy? Like last week we had Jamal Williams. We had Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert's back this week under 6,000. Jamal Williams a little more expensive this week. Um, Brees Hall is 5,400. I've heard some some chatter about him being popular. Um, he's playing more and more each week. Is there any running back that sticks out to you like, oh, that's we're just going to start with him in your lineup? Kind of like how we did last week. There was a lot of guys you could, uh, you could go down cheap and pretty easy. Do you ever see anybody being really popular this week? Um. It doesn't seem to be as clear cut as it was last week, but there's a few guys like Leonard Fournette. It's going to be relatively popular, like all those Buccaneers. Um, And then Kamara Kamara would also, because he's 6,600 in a matchup against Seattle. And then all those guys in the mid 5k range, you mentioned some some of them, Brees Hall, um, but also, Jeff Wilson, 5,500, and then both Patriots backs because it's such a good matchup against Detroit. Um, Like Detroit's been crushed by opposing running backs, and it's tough to pick between Harris and Stevenson, but there's a really good chance that one of them has a big game. So that that mid-5K range, there's a lot of good options there. And Herbert, and Herbert for 5,900. So I don't think it's quite as clear-cut, but all those are pretty good options. Yeah, and we'll obviously talk about all those options, but I think there's enough in there where I don't think anybody's going to be glaringly uh, over-rostered by any means. Um, I kind of feel the same at receiver. I don't really think there's a, you know, everybody's going to have this guy this week kind of thing. I think that – I think of the expensive guys, I think Tyreek Hill will probably be the the most popular at 8,000, but you could kind of – you could spread that out to a lot of different guys too – um, I think Christian Kirk at 6,600 in that matchup. A lot of people are going to play Lawrence. So I think that, uh, you know, Kirk becomes an easy stack with him. And then a lot of people that won't play Lawrence will just play Kirk at the price. But again, with receivers, I don't really think there's anybody that sticks out to me like, oh, that's, you know, that's one of your three and kind of move on and, and just figure out the rest of your roster. Yeah. Um, which no, is fun, which is fun one. by the way. I kind of like that. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's not one obvious guy and it's sort of up to you to, pick between which spot you like best. Uh, There's some guys in the upper 5K range that are good value. Uh, Chris Godwin, 5,900. He saw 10 targets last week in this match. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's probably going to be pretty popular. He's probably probably the guy that would be the most popular. Yeah, he's probably the guy. And then two guys under that uh, in the same game. Tyler Lockett, he continues to just be too cheap. So he looks pretty good. And then Olave for 5,700. Assuming Michael Thomas is out again, which I think he's going to be. Alave would look pretty good as well. And then, do you, uh, do you need Jameis to play to play him or no? No, I, I would prefer Jameis to play, but um, 
No, I think the price is good enough where yeah. you can and Olave, still Olave was good last week without Jameis. I prefer Jameis, but I think he's so cheap that you can kind of – he's so involved in their offense right now. They can play him. And they can, you know, Kamara back probably hurts him a little bit, but I still think he's clearly the guy uh, catching passes. Me too. And then I see one other guy that could end up chalky. Um, so Corderell Patterson's on IR now. Pitts hasn't practiced this week and yeah. appears like truly questionable actually. So – didn't uh, uh, Drake, didn't practice this morning either, so uh, I think it, yeah, it, I think he may he may may even be leaned uh, more towards the doubtful side. So now you'd be without Patterson and without Pitts. So Drake London looks pretty good for for fifty nine hundred in that case. In a scenario where they're probably going to have to be passing for most of the game. Yeah, I I, I agree there. That's a, that's the one that uh, as the as, again as the passing tree narrows, you get someone that's going to have to just get forced targets at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just saw a note that uh, no Kyle Pitts at practice today. So sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I figured it was uh, no. That's good. Worth, that's uh, good worth mentioning know. and noting as we kind of get these uh, these Friday morning injury reports start to come in a little bit. Um, so let's uh, let's get into the slate. We've kind of we we kind of uh, talked about some popular guys, but let's jump fully into the slate. But first, a note from our sponsors at Swagger. There are 50 million fantasy sports players and sports bettors in the U.S., but 90% of all cash prizes are won by 2% of the players. That's because most sports gaming options were created for pros. You know, the dudes dropping loads of cash on data to find an edge on the rest of us, not Swagger. Swagger is a daily fantasy sports site created for sports fans who simply want some skin in the game and a real shot at winning. Tired of losing because of one bad pick? With Swagger, you don't need to be perfect to win. You simply create a ticket of 4 to 10 simple player props and score points for the ones you get right. You score, your score determines your win, not the perfect ticket. You can be half right and be all right with Swagger. Swagger offers, offers the most player pops and biggest payouts of any DFS site as much as 50 times your money. Plus, you can play fantasy football along with major U.S. pro sports, as well as international soccer, Formula One, NASCAR, fight sports, rugby, cricket, and even esports. Ready to play? Visit playwithswagger.com slash rotowire to sign up and Swagger will give you $10 free to try them out, plus match your first deposit $100 up to $100. Swagger daily fantasy for all fan kind. So Ryan, uh, we we talk about uh, talk about quarterbacks first. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts is the one that uh, we look at stacks is the one I go to. It's it's boring, um, but man, the dude is just uh, just so good. Um, he's got to, you, you got plenty of options to play with him. You could play Devontae Smith, who's very up and down. He's had two great games, two awful games, like two complete zero games. But I mean, I, I play him with AJ Brown, who I still think is a price where he's pretty affordable. There's lots of options. You can run back with Arizona. You could go back with Zach Ertz. You go back with Hollywood Brown. You can even go back with someone who I think is uh, sneaky this week in Rondale Moore, who played a lot of snaps last week and is cheap, didn't do much, but is explosive and the kind of guy that you want a cheap piece of in a game where you think it's going to go a little bit back and forth. He's someone that can break a big play, which, you know, if you're playing in a tournament. That's kind of the, the kind of guy you want. So, uh, you know, Hertz and Hertz and Brown is my favorite stack of the league. It's kind of boring. It's the highest total game. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm, you know, breaking, breaking uh, some break, big news here, but uh, I think Hertz uh, coming out of the rain, playing at Arizona indoors against a bad defense. Um, I love this spot for the Eagles this week. Yeah. Every, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, couldn't have said it better. Really. I could add just a, a few things, yeah. Uh, maybe for the for some for the people that like uh, like the numbers as to why the Eagles have been good this season and why the why they will continue to be one of the best teams to target. They currently rank first in pass blocking, second in pace, fourth in average play clock remaining, and sixth in no huddle rate. So their games just constantly produce more combined snaps than most all the other games. I believe they're third right now. Um, and then this specific matchup with Arizona. Arizona's got one of the worst secondaries in the league, and we've we've seen them 
yeah, we've seen them shredded multiple times already this season. So it's just, it's a really good spot. Yeah. I'm with you and the Eagles coming out of that bad weather and into the dome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go right back to them and right, right, right back to AJ Brown as well. Um, he ranks first in the league in air yards share. So uh, Jalen Hurts is looking for it for him deep and they're going to start connecting. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Brown's been good, but you kind of wait. You kind of feel that huge breakout game is coming. He's only scored once, but he still has a lot of yards, a lot of targets. Um, I feel like that that huge, like, two-touchdown, 140-yard game is is just on the brink, and I don't want to miss it. Yep, I agree. Um, and then the tight ends uh, in that game we can touch on. You brought up this point at the beginning of the podcast in that there's – tight end is especially weak this yeah. week. Um, there's just – there's no like elite options. And so this opens up the position a lot more. Like sometimes you're afraid to take shots on some of these guys because you just don't feel like their ceiling is as high as some of the elite guys. But yeah, this week's the position is weak. So you can play a lot more of these tight ends. And that includes Goddard and yep. Ertz, yep. Um, who are actually two of the better ones. Yeah, Goddard just always, uh, you know, hasn't been huge either, but always gets it done. He has the ability to make big plays when you don't get a tight end very much. Like he, when he, when he, when he does get the ball, he gets six targets last week. He's five for eighty or five for seventy or something like that. But um, when he gets targets, he does something with them. Like he, he gets him in stride. He can get yards after the catch. He just feels like a guy that. Um, you know, is not, you know, doesn't need the one yard touchdown as a tight end to work. A lot of these guys are talking about like, well, if they get the red zone play, we're good. But if not, you know, you're looking at a, you know, looking at, you know, three for 12 or something like that. I got someone who has some athleticism that can explode and with Hertz and with everybody having to guard Brown and Devonte Smith, I just, it presents him so many one-on-one -on -one opportunities. It's, it's such a great setup for him. Yeah. Great points. Great points. We've seen Goddard with multiple 50 yard plus catches. So yeah. it's not like other tight ends. So uh, if you want to, you want to not go the Eagles uh, Cardinals stack this week, what are you doing at, uh, what do you do at quarterback? We kind of, you mentioned Josh Allen before, and I think that uh, we kind of hit on him enough, but uh, talk, it sounds like you're, uh, you're Tom Brady this week. Uh, so talk to me about that one. Yeah. And I, I don't necessarily want to be like, I, I don't, I'm not a guy that nobody, nobody ever, plays. nobody ever wants to be Tom Brady. It's a uh, time. <laughs> No, you know, but he's he's tough for DFS sometimes, especially when he's expensive. Um, but 6K is really cheap. And then we, we just yeah. mentioned Godwin is also really cheap. So you just feel like Brady could throw for 300 and a few touchdowns. Uh, and like a scenario like that happens pretty often. And it, it's an easy game to stack because uh, we mentioned Atlanta. You just play Drake London, especially yeah. if, if Pitts is going to be out. So there's just not that many decisions to make. Like you could play Brady, Evans, Godwin, and London. You play all of them if you want, or you could just play one Tampa receiver and maybe take a chance on this uh, Cade Otten, who's min price tight end, who's going to start for Cameron Brait. Now, I don't know if I'd do that, but, um, you know, Brait being out and them not really having any tight ends just – means more for Evans and Godwin. So yeah, I, I do like that Tampa stack. Yeah, it's funny as you like, you know, you, you, you when you first open up the the slate and all the salaries and stuff, you're like you scroll down, you're like, oh my God, Brady's six thousand. Like everybody's gonna have him. It's just one of those things that just it stuck out. I get it. He had been he had had some bad games, but last week you could tell 
it was totally different with all with all the weapons back. Like he was throwing to you know Cole Beasley, who retired now. I mean, that, that's what we're talking about. That's who he was throwing the ball to a couple of weeks ago. So, um, you know, Evans off suspension, Godwin off the injury. I, it just lines up really, really well. Um, the one that I kind of like that I think is going to get very, very lost this week is the Chargers. I think Justin Herbert. We talked about how you know I think everybody's going to go to Brady or Lawrence or uh, or Allen or Hurts. I liked Herbert in the middle there, kind of getting overlooked at seventy one hundred. Um, he looked healthy last week. Finally, you know, he got hurt in week two. And then week three didn't look like himself. Last week, he looked good against the Texans. Granted, they aren't good, but 340, 8.7 yards per attempt. Um, the Browns blitzed him a lot last year. We talked about at the top, like he does well against, but he had 398 and four against the Browns last year. So there's some, there's some history here. Uh, the Browns have been pretty good on pasty, but they faced Baker Mayfield, Joe Flacco, Mitch Trubisky, and Marcus Mariota. Like, um, if I was going to name the five worst quarterbacks in the NFL right now, like those are probably uh, four of the five right there, along with uh, along with Matt Ryan. Um, so they've faced nobody on offense. You know, Herbert is obviously an elite option. Uh, I think it's easy to stack him too. You just stack him with Mike Williams, who bounced back nicely last week, over 100 yards. And I really like running them back with Nick Chubb. I think that works really well. You could run it back with Amari Cooper if you want to, also. But uh, I prefer Chubb. You know, if you're gonna, you get the running back in there. And I think that the Browns want to run. The Chargers can't stop the run. That's been a two-year theme now. I just think this all lines up really well. The only thing that makes it a little confusing is how to how to how to figure out Austin Eckler in there, who had three touchdowns last week, and you know is the kind of guy that can get catch passes from from Herbert and score. But uh, I like Herbert Williams running back with Chubb as a way to uh, to get different from everybody else. I think it'll be very uh, under owned this week with the with Brady so cheap and with Hertz and, and Allen so popular. Yep, I, I I like that too. I think I think you sold me actually. I've been looking for another stack that's not going to be quite as popular, and I really don't like any of them. But I can get behind that Herbert stack, especially if Keenan's out. I think I'd probably just leave Eckler off. Um, I would too. I but think. like you mentioned, he's. He, It looks like Ryan's internet is not great this morning. So sorry about that, folks. I will uh, I will get him back in here again here at some point too. Um, it's funny we talked about we talked about the the stacks week. There just really aren't a lot. I think the five quarterbacks we mentioned are definitely going to be the ones that people look at. I do think Herbert will be not very popular, but those other four, I think that you know Trevor Lawrence coming out of the rain is uh, is an interesting spot just because it, okay, it, last I'm week back. was a mess. Sorry. Yeah, I'll just talk about Trevor Lawrence real quick. Um, Lawrence uh, had the four fumbles last week. He was 11 for 23. He clearly was not comfortable in the rain. It was very evident. Uh, and he had, he had one fumble. He literally just like was rolling out of the pocket, just dropped the ball. Like it clearly, he's really not a, not a mutter in any way. Um, Houston got, uh, got lit up by Herbert last week. I think the matchup's great. Um, they are seven point favorites. So maybe they run the ball, but you know, they just, they're a team that I think is going to still pass through the three quarters. And um, I think, you know, Lawrence is easy to, uh, easy to stack with, with Christian Kirk. If, uh, if Zay Jones plays, that's a, you can, you could go there if you want to go cheap. And you can come back with Houston. You can come back with Damian Pierce. You can come back with Brandon Cooks. I think it, it lines up pretty well. So I do think it'll be Brady and Lawrence for a lot of people. Uh, Hurts and Al at the top. I like uh, Herbert in the middle. Ryan, is there any other quarterback stacks you really like? Because as, as I went through this slate, um, I wasn't finding a lot of, uh, you know, oh, I can play this guy too, or I can play this guy too. It, it felt pretty uh, pretty narrow to me in options that I liked. Yeah, no, not really. It feels pretty like, like I would just be forcing it. I kind of like Lawrence for all the reasons that you mentioned. Um, you know, we were on Geno Smith last week. Uh, I, I like Geno Smith in that Seattle passing attack going forward, but at New Orleans isn't the greatest yeah. spot. Agreed. Um, what do you do with this crazy Detroit uh, team that scores a lot of points, gives up a lot of points? I don't really love golf at New England, but, uh, you know, last week without Chark, DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown, he, all he did was go 378 and four touchdowns. Granted, that game was back and forth and got wild, but, 
Dude has four touchdowns to his last three games. I just don't know if New England could get involved in a shootout. The defense is better, and they're going to want to run the ball, like you mentioned. I just I, I don't see this being a shootout for some reason. No, I don't either. Um, I think maybe you could consider it if if Amon Ra and Chark are out again. It, it looks like St. Brown's going to be out. Um, Chark has been practicing. I don't know, though. You're right. I think New England is just going to try to slow this down and run yeah. it as much as they can, though. Yeah, yeah, they're going. Just, they're going with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. I, I think the last thing Bill wants to get to do is getting a shootout with Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I'm with you. So Detroit yeah, seems tougher this week. Yeah. Uh, so let's jump into uh, running backs. The first note for our sponsors at No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick 'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning big cash prizes. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot at hundreds of thousands of dollars every week. You can also set your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every sports league, including the NFL, the NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code NHAWIRE, that's N-H-A-W-I-R-E, at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on app stores to get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You don't want to miss out on this. So, uh, so Ryan, I was looking at this site. It's actually pretty cool. I downloaded my uh, No House Advantage on my phone. So I uh, wanted your thought on a couple of player props real quick before we move on, just because I was looking at this site. It's, it's a fun little thing to kind of, you know, it, it builds right into DFS playing over-unders. Uh, you looked at some of these props too. Uh, give me a couple that, uh, that you liked on the No House Advantage site that you'll be playing this week. Well, I, I love the Drake London prop, first of all. Uh, yeah, we were just talking about that game. And now and he's it's, over, it's under, uh, over under 60 and a half receiving yards. 60 and a half. So yeah, yeah, Drake London over 60 and a half. I mean, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but that would feel like close to a lock if you get Pitts out. And then uh, Boy, you know, a couple of those that. Steelers, ugh, a couple <laughs> of those, a couple of those Steelers unders that I like. Um, okay. Because we've got Kenny Pickett starting against the Bills. Um, so I don't mind his under, I believe it was 200 and some, I don't know. Exactly, uh, 11, 11 yeah, 211.5. 211, yeah, I kind of like that under. And then Deontay Johnson's receiving yard prop. I mean, he's injured a little bit. He was limited at practice. He only had two catches for 11 yards last week. And, yeah, I think his his number was 55 or 54. So I like the under in that one too. Uh, so you're, yeah, it's so too. You're an under guy. I'm definitely an over guy. I never bet unders. I'm just, uh, I, 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 I'm so bad at picking them, but I usually go overs. There are a couple on the site, this, uh, on the no highest advantage site that I do like this week. I really like DK Metcalf. His over unders at 65 and a half. Um, that feels really low to me. Gino Smith is, uh, Gino Smith's playing well right now. I don't think, you know, I don't think we've seen we get a shootout in against New Orleans, but, um, DK has been uh, really good the last couple weeks. He got 60 at 149 yards last week, 64 the week before. Um, I think he goes easily over that. I think they try and hit one or two big plays with him. I think they've realized that giving him a couple shots each week is a really, really good idea. So him and Lockett, if it's, it's weird. We, we used to have like the either or with uh, Metcalf and Lockett. Now I feel like it's, it's so narrowed between them. It's just, it's, it's just one of the two, like, you know, you know, if, uh, you know, Russ used to throw the ball at tight end or third receivers. I think it's Metcalf and Lockett for Gino. And I, I like both guys, but um, I think Metcalf's number at 65 and a half, just too low. And for my other one, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to, we're going to call this a segue in the business. I'm about to talk about him, but uh, Dalvin cook. I like a lot this week. Uh, he's one of my favorite plays in DFS. 
I think over under uh, 84 and a half rushing yards against uh, against the Bears works really well. I feel like Cook has been a little bit uh, a little bit quiet so far through four weeks. You know, hasn't topped uh, hasn't topped 100 yards yet. But you look at 84 and a half. I mean, he was at 90 against the Packers. He had 96 against Detroit. He had 76 last week against New Orleans in a, in a game where he wasn't great. But uh, yeah, it's three out of four weeks where he's been right at that number. Two of the weeks he's been over. I think we kind of tossed the Philadelphia game out. That, that game got weird. But uh, I'll go Dalvin Cook uh, over 84 and a half rushing yards is my, my other prop. So uh, definitely check it out in the No House Advantage uh, app. It's a really fun uh, little setup. I was playing with the site last night. So I figured I wanted to ask you a few of those over-unders. But um... We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's get into uh, let's get into running backs, uh, expensive running backs. We've got uh, Christian McCaffrey's eighty five hundred in a really tough matchup against the 49ers defense that's playing really well right now. Derrick Henry's eighty two hundred, Nick Chubb eight thousand, Eckler seventy eight, Dalvin Cook seventy three. Um, no surprise from what I just said, but I really like Dalvin Cook in this range. I think he's you know lower price than all these other guys. I think he belongs in the same group. Good game script. They're favored against the Bears. Um, Chicago's allowed four point eight yards per carry. I think this is the week that Cook uh, Cook finally breaks out. We see over hundred yards and a touchdown or two. 
Yep, I'm with you. And this is the cheapest we've seen him. And yeah. you mentioned a, a little bit with the Philadelphia game, but even then Detroit and even the New Orleans game, um, none of the scripts really worked out in Dalvin's yeah. favor. And uh, this home matchup against the Bears, yeah, you can see it. You can see it working out much better for the running game. Um, so yeah, I think at 7,300. Cook has a big ceiling for that salary. So, yeah, he'd be my pick in that range, too. As the season goes on, I become more disgusted that the 49ers lost to the Bears and the Broncos. Because they both <laughs> yeah. they, they both are absolutely terrible. The Broncos were yeah. so bad last night, and the Bears are bad. Like, that If all the games to get the monsoon in week one, like the Niners, there's no way the Niners, Niners lose to the Bears without the monsoon. I just, it's so frustrating, but. It's unlucky. I agree. Beat uh, beat the Rams, so got back on track a little bit. Defense is the defense is balling out. I just don't. I don't. I mean, if you want to be different, like McCaffrey's amazing. He had what nine for eighty-one and a touchdown receiving last week. They finally used him in the receiving game, and you got to think they're trailing in this game. Although the Niners are weird, like they don't blow teams out that often because they just are so conservative on offense. But man, it's hard to pay eighty-five hundred for somebody against the best defense in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, you said it. I just can't do it. The Niners' defense is just too good and you touched on it at the start there's a huge mismatch just on both sides of the trenches in that game the Niners D-line is amazing uh the Panthers offensive line is not um so yeah I mean it just it, it sets up terribly for McCaffrey and that's the the lowest total game I'm not really trying to go there at some point, I'm going to need Micah Parsons to just kind of, uh, you know, not be great for a couple of weeks. I do have Nick Bosa bet as a defensive player of the year, <laughs> and he's got uh, he's got yeah. six sacks already. He's like he's moved he's moved way down, and he's like the second favorite. But Parsons is a, is a big favorite right now. The dude, Micah Parsons, is awesome. But uh, if he can just like chill on the sacks for like two or three weeks and get me some stats there, I, I do like Bosa's chances there, just because I think that uh, they could end up being the best defense. If you're the best player in the best defense, that usually works pretty well. It's just that Parsons is such a freak that uh, maybe he blows that up, but. Uh, what do you do with everybody else in this range? Uh, Derrick Henry had a big week last week. You know, good to see he had five targets. Um, Washington's pretty good against the run, but, you know, Henry's a guy that could beat anybody. He's 22 for 114 last week. Um, I always like Nick Chubb. He's probably my second favorite in this range at 8,000. He has over 100 rush yards in three or four games. Just hard on draftings. He doesn't get the receiving. You don't get like you don't have that floor in receiving. He just, he just did no, no involvement in the passing game at all, but – Man, Damian Pierce smoked the Chargers last week. He had a 75-yard run. James Robinson week before. We're talking about guys who aren't uber studs like Chubb. Um, you know, he's nine for 118, then a touchdown last week. He's just such a monster. I think that uh, you got to love his chance to get over 100 yards. It doesn't matter if he scores once or twice. If he scores once or twice, it becomes a really good play. But 8,000, he's got, got to get in the end zone without the receiving yards. Yeah, um, I'm with you. Henry and Chubb, uh, they're both like similar plays in that uh, they need touchdowns to, yeah. to be optimal and rushing yards, but in that neither of them are going to be popular either. Um, like the guys below, below them will be much more popular and people aren't paying up for running back as much these days. They prefer to pay up at receiver. So yeah, yeah. Good arguments for Henry and Chubb. I think Eileen Chubb as well, especially if you're going to focus on that game, especially because that's the way to beat the chargers is on the ground and they've, they've allowed it. Uh, many times already, as you mentioned. Yeah, and you got to think they're going to want to keep the ball away from Justin Herbert as much as they can, and that's you know running the running the ball, running the clock is the way to do that. So um, you make a good point on these guys being uh, you know not very popular. I just think there's so many cheap running backs. We hit on a few at the beginning. We'll hit them all now, but 
Um, I think you're right. I think the people are going to be paying down. Um, I think people will play Cook. I think that 7,300 kind of sticks out a little bit. Uh, you know, he's so much cheaper than the other guys. But let's get into that mid-range. It's a, it's, a, it's a giant one this week. There's a lot of options. You mentioned Fournette at 6,900. You mentioned Kamara at 6,600. We got Jamal Williams off the uh, off the big game at 65. We got Miles Sanders off 134 and two touchdowns, 6,500. James Robinson's here in a really good matchup at 6,300. Damian Pierce, 62. Uh, Devin Singletary in a game where they're fared by 14 at 61. This is a stacked range. Um, who are you picking in this range? Because I uh, I found myself going up to Cook and then kind of down in the 5,000s. None of these guys really stuck out to me. They're all uh, you can kind of argue for all of them, but uh, I kind of liked uh, I kind of like dropping down in the five thousands uh, a little more than I did in this range. Yeah, I mean, just yet again, I'm gonna echo what what you just said. Uh, it's Cook for me, or, or else I'm gonna go down. There's so yeah. many guys in the mid five k range that yeah. I'd be happy to roster. As far as the six k range, like. I'm not going to chase Jamal Williams again uh, at New England. I don't really love Detroit in that spot. Um, like Fournette's fine, but I'm going to be on the passing game uh, instead. You know, of course, I should mention that, though, you know, this could be a Fournette spot instead of yeah. a passing game spot. If Atlanta, with all these injuries, puts up no resistance, there's going to be no reason for Brady to keep chucking it around. So I get the argument for Fournette. Um, the interesting one, if I'm going to do anything, like – I could maybe be talked into Kamara. I mean, it's worrying with that injury, but he's another one that we never see priced this cheap. I'm just like worried that uh, like how much would he play? I, I don't know. That was my concern. Him was like, if they, if they get up, which you love for a running back, I just don't think they lean on him really. I just don't think they want to overuse him right now. And uh, I know he says he's fine. He says he's back, but um, the one that's interesting to me is Miles Sanders, 6,500. It's all, it's weird that he's a little bit, he's more expensive than we're used to now, but if you want to get some leverage in this game, like I think a lot of people are playing the passing game for Philly and I don't think anybody's going to really play the run game. I just think that 6,500, he's, he's expensive enough. People are like, ah, I'll just play. I'll just, if I wanted this game, I'll just play Hurts and Hurts in the passing game. But it was 27 for 134 and two touchdowns last week, uh, 22 receiving yards on two catches. Arizona's very middling against running back. They're not horrible, but they're not good. Um, I think it's a game where game script kind of decides where this goes. If Arizona can score a little bit, Kyler can get going. I love the passing game, but you know, uh, Kyler looks really bad early in games. They there's games where Arizona, I mean, they were he and Kingsbury were yelling at each other on the field last week. Like it's just kind of a mess there. And you know, if they start slow, Philly could you know score 17 points earlier. Then maybe they just hand the ball off the whole second half too. So I think it's an interesting way you want to get some leverage and different in this game in the tournament. I think you go Sanders instead of the passing game. I think you can get that. You can get pretty interesting. You can even go Sanders. Um, you know, with the Arizona passing game, if you wanted to be really different and think that, you know, maybe they get up and, and Kyler throws the ball a lot. Um, I tried to be tricky with Kyler last week with the super low percentage. It didn't really work well. And, uh, you know, after watching that whole game, Arizona Carolina was an awful game and I, I had Kyler. So I was watching it and uh, I'm kind of, I kind of don't want to do it again. Cause I don't want, don't want to watch Kyler get a reform. Yeah. Well, uh, I have that exact stack written up as sort of my contrarian stack this week. Uh, the oh, nice. Kyler Murray, Miles Sanders stack. So yeah, I'm happy to hear you say that. Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to get there again. You know, we both love the hurt side and the Eagles side, but yeah, yeah, I do think that's interesting because yeah, Miles Sanders is a good play. And you mentioned the, the Arizona guys, Marquise Brown, Rondale Moore and Ertz. So if you're going to play Kyler um, using Miles Sanders, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I actually really like that. I like it a way to get different. And if you're, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a multi-entry kind of strategy, but if you're playing a bunch of lines, I think it's a really good, like you mentioned, contrarian one there. So 
We mentioned all the running backs in the fives. What are we going to do here? We got Khalil Herbert at 5,900. We have Jeff Wilson at 5,500. Ramondre Stevenson, 5,500. Brees Hall, we mentioned earlier, 5,400. Uh, we've even got Rashad Penny down here again at 5,300 off the big game. We have Raheem Mostert at 5,000. Um, we have the Atlanta guys. I don't really think I'm going to play them, but Tyler Algiers, 4,700. Uh, this range has a lot of options. I get the feeling that picking the right one in this range is who's going to win this week. Like you're, Everybody's going to have pieces of this range in all their lineups. You're going to see a lot of guys in the 5,000s. Um, some will bust, some will boom. So, uh, you know, Ryan, who's, who, am I, who am I taking? Who am I winning with here? Oh, man. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't think there's much I can tell you. These, all these 5K <laughs> guys are like pretty good options. and They are. N- none of them really stand out, I guess. Um Jeff Wilson seems okay based on the matchup. You know, that game script could work favorably for San Fran if, if Carolina is just not able to do anything. I mean, maybe Wilson could rush for over 100 and get in the end zone. Um, I, I really like these New England guys. It's just tough to pick one. I think, like, if you knew which New England guy it was going to be, that's who I would choose. I just think it's such a good how, matchup. How many, t- how many times have you said how many times you said that over the years? Yeah, not 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 many. Well, I mean, sometimes, but usually we just like forget about New England yeah. because they have these two guys, you know, and they're not a very good team. So we're not even ever considering them. I actually think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a couple lineups and just make the same lineup and have one with Harris and one with Stevenson because right. I do think one of these guys has 25. 30 points in them in the right scenario. I mean, we see backs get banged up all the time. I mean, if one of these New England guys turned into the bell cow, it could be a huge second half. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, I could be talked into Brees Hall, too. You know, I don't know, Scott. Who do you, who, who do you like in this range? It's hard because there's a you can you can make cases for all these guys. They're all in pretty good spots. We usually don't get guys that are down here this cheap and also in good, you know, good situations. You got, uh, you know, Stevenson and Harris are, are against Detroit. Uh, Brees Hall is, uh, is kind of – Taking over that job, I really like Jeff Wilson this week at 5,500. Um, you look at snap share, um, he's the guy. Like, I know we talked about, like, if uh, if Mitchell get hurt, you know, you go committee. But uh, Wilson's yeah. been 88, 88 and 90% of the routing back touches the last two weeks. Like, that is a gigantic snap share, a gigantic touch share, I guess I should say. Um, they don't – I don't think Kyle really – I talk about Kyle like we're friends. I don't think Shanahan really, um, really, know, really loves any of his backups. He loves Tevin Coleman, but – Kevin Coleman's old. Um, he clearly likes Jordan Mason, but doesn't trust him right now. He's on special teams. Marlon Mack um, actually had a key fumble fumble recovery on special teams last week, which is a big part of the game, but nothing in the run game. Like, it's just – it's Wilson. It's nobody else. And Wilson, last week, that touchdown, like, people really realize Wilson – Jeff Wilson's fast. Like, he he motored through there and scored the yep. touchdown. I think they want to get up in this game. I think they want to feed Wilson the whole second half. 5,500, I think, is way too cheap. I just – I, who knows? This is Niners. They they tend to screw things up. But I just I have a hard time seeing Carolina you know score score much at all. It have to be like some fluky stuff and turnovers. You know, Jimmy throws a pick and you know Jimmy steps out of the back of the end zone. The other things that happen in in Fort Niners games. But I just like the game script a lot for Wilson. I also think that uh, I think Khalil Herbert at fifty nine hundred will be under rostered this week because he was just kind of okay last week, but he's still at hundred yards. Like we're talking about someone that's cheap. Like give me that. Uh, I just think Khalil Herbert's really good. Obviously, this, this means David Montgomery's not going to play. I don't think he's going to play. I don't think he's been ruled out yet, but it, it seems pretty clear it'll be one more week for Montgomery. Not a great game script as an underdog, but I think that he can catch passes too. Minnesota's allowed four and a half yards of carry, so they're not great against the run. Um, it's I don't want to be like I like all these guys in this range, but uh, give me Wilson and then give me Herbert second. Um, I just have yep. too many nightmares of trying to pick New England running backs in, in season long over the years, so I just that one always uh, that one always worries me. But I think you're right. 
I think one of those guys is going to have a big game. I just have no idea which is going to be. Yep. And for anyone wondering about cash, uh, I have Jeff Wilson highlighted as my cash play in that range. I feel nice, comfortable I like for, for every for everything that you just said about him. Uh, if you want the safest option in that range for cash games, I think it's Wilson. And he'll be pretty popular, too, which is always a reason to roster a guy in cash games. You were the Rashad Penny whisperer last week. You nailed that play when uh, you know it wasn't uh, wasn't all that uh, wasn't all that talked about. He's fifty three hundred this week. Uh, he was seventeen for one fifty one, two touchdowns last week on forty eight snaps. He's fifty three hundred at uh, at the Saints. Uh, do you go back to him, or do you like these other guys a little bit more this week, just based on matchup and kind of their game script and spot? Yeah, I think so. I I don't think I go back to him. No, all the you know these four four or five guys ahead of him. That just I like better. And yeah. part of it last week was Penny that there really wasn't that many options. And it was a matchup against Detroit. Yeah. Um, we just spoke about the Patriots have that matchup this time. Uh, this is a tougher matchup for Penny, and he doesn't really get involved in the passing game. I think if I was going to take a shot cheaper, um, you know, maybe Mostert. You mentioned Mostert. I don't know. What do you think of that? Uh, I like that one. If I'm going cheaper, that's where I'm going. He had 46 snaps last week, and Chase Edmonds only played 18. It seems like uh, McDaniel is really shifting here. I just, I don't, it, it, who knows what to get with. I don't like Teddy Bridgewater very much as a quarterback, but I think he, you know, he should be able to hand it off. Um, he was 15 for 69 last week and two for 12. But the key for me with Mostert and anybody down here this cheap is Raheem Mostert can hit 80 yard at any point. He might be the fastest running back in the NFL. And uh, you may think I'm exaggerating, but like next gen stats, like actually have him. And he had like three of the five fastest runs last couple of years. Like when he gets out there, he is literally gone. And if I want someone at 5,000, they break one tackle and they're gone. Like that's the kind of guy I want. You know, I don't want to have to rely on someone to get 25 touches down here. Cause it's just not going to happen. So that's what, I mean, that's why Penny was so great last week. I mean, he, he broke that long play. And he's mm-hmm. explosive. And I think that Mostert is, is that explosive guy. And if he gets enough touches, I think he, you know, if he gets 16, 17 touches, the chances are, uh, chances are pretty high that he breaks one, which I, which I do like. And against the jets, um, I do like that spot. If I'm getting really cheap this week, it's, it's Mostert definitely for me over anybody in Atlanta, you know, the Atlanta Cordell Patterson's out. You mentioned Algiers 4,700 Caleb Huntley got 10 touches last week. I think that there's enough splitting of carries last week than at Tampa Bay. I just, I'm not going to touch this at all. Yeah. I, I remember reading that, Mostert beat Tyreek Hill in a race at, at Dolphins camp or, or something like that. So he's got to be pretty fast. I'm not surprised. Obviously, he was on the Niners, and I, I love Raheem Mostert. He just couldn't stay healthy. It was so frustrating because they had that. You you remember that as a Packers fan. He had that game in the playoffs where he was li- he was unstoppable. Oh, yeah, he was unstoppable. Yeah. He was unstoppable. One <laughs> crease, and he was just gone. He's so fast. He just, he's, so, he's so banged up. You may play him, and he may play two snaps and be done. Like, there's always that chance because he's just not – I'm just not sure his body's built for me, NFL running back. But he's played four weeks so far. The snap count's going up. Mike McDaniel obviously knows his game from being with the 49ers. I think that uh, he's just an explosive guy that at 5,000 can, 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 win a, can win a tournament right there. Yep. Let's jump into uh, receivers as we as we kind of close out here. A lot of receivers to talk about, but first enough from our sponsors at Monkey Knife Fight. Football is officially back on Monkey Knife Fight with all the NFL action you're looking for. And if college football is more your speed, we've got plenty of that also. On Monkey Knife Fight, there's no sharks, no salary caps, and no math. It's just easy to play, easy to win, daily fantasy player props. Join now at monkeyknifefight.com and get your first game free. Then use promo code RWNFL to get your first deposit matched instantly up to $100. So what are you waiting for? Join Monkey Knife Fight today. So we've got uh, we've got expensive running back or expensive receivers uh, aplenty here uh, this week. We've got a lot of options. Uh, Cooper Cup, 9,600. Weird game on Monday night against the Niners. They just pretty much focused on him and only him. He had 19 targets in that game. 
He has 15, 14, 6, and 19 targets so far this week. Clearly, as uh, Stafford just drops back and throws him, doesn't trust Allen Robinson. Higby's actually become the second target there. But he's got 9,600. Justin Jefferson off the big game that you saw in person. That must have been fun uh, at 8,900. Stephon Diggs, 8,400. Tyreek Hill, 8,000. Uh, we get a little bit lower. We get to Debo at 7,700 and A.J. Brown at 7,500. Uh, if you're paying up at receiver this week, uh, where are you uh, Where are you looking to go? Yeah, this is another one of those just take your pick, really. Uh, you, you can make a case for sort of all these guys. You know, it's tough for me. I haven't decided yet because, you know, we talked about it. I like the Eagles and the Bucks, and they have, you know, these mid-range receivers. So yeah. it might be tough for me to get up to this top range. But – I mean, all these guys are in pretty good spots. Cooper Cup, I mean, Cup only had four catches against Arizona, and he's still on pace to break the receptions record after four weeks, after he got 14 last week. I think uh, the the not or the Cowboys' D-line is elite, and the Rams are sort of banged up on the offensive line. So I think we could see a lot of a lot of quicker passes to cup and obviously Higby too, but I think cup could have a big game in that spot. Jefferson too. Uh, the, the bears are without Jalen Johnson, who's by far their best quarterback cornerback, one of the better corners in the league actually. Um, so yeah, it's a spot for Jefferson where he could go off to um, Stefan Diggs. You know, everyone was on Diggs the last couple weeks. He sort of got hurt by the bad weather game last week. Um, people aren't going to be on him quite as much here just because of the, like the matchup against the Steelers, people don't really want to target it. So, but I think you can always go to Diggs. You mentioned Hill at the start. Um, good option. I like Debo Samuel for seventy-seven hundred. I mean, Debo Samuel. Now that Jimmy G's back, you know, I think if so, if I have to pick one, I'll just I'll say Debo because okay. he's the cheapest, and because Jimmy G's back, I actually think it's a pretty good matchup for him. I think people will sort of avoid this matchup because it has the low total. Yeah. But I think with Jimmy G back. Uh, it gives him more upside in the in the passing game than with Trey Lance, and he has multiple touchdown upside too. We're going to see Debo get handoffs in the red zone. Yeah, so yeah, I just I think he has a big ceiling for that price, like a comparable ceiling to these other guys priced above him. Uh, do you have one that you could single out? Because I really can't do it. So I know it was middle of the night for you in in uh, in in Europe there for the Monday night game, but man, that Debo Samuel touchdown was insane. That was I like I, I just ran over Jalen Ramsey. Like I'm not even insane. sure that I'm not even sure that pass by Jimmy G was where it was supposed to be. Like if it was lower, it might have been a pick, but he snapped. It was just an unbelievable Debo's just when you see the ball in the hands, dude's just unbelievable. Um, that was just just like a classic Debo touchdown. It was. It was. It's like oh, that's a good, nice nice gainer. Oh, we got ten yards, and all of a sudden, like oh my gosh, this is a touchdown. Um. Uh, mine here uh, is two. Mine is uh, mine is AJ Brown at seventy five hundred. Uh, we mentioned before. I love this. I love the Eagles' offense this week. I love. I like team to go against Arizona indoors, fast pace, and it's going to be a, a fun game. I think AJ Brown is. I mentioned before. I feel that that large, large game is on the horizon. I'm not going to miss it. Um, you know, he had another game last week. Five for ninety five on seven targets. He only has one touchdown in the year. If you look at his targets: 13, 8, 10, and seven. Super involved, and we get someone as talented. And as good as AJ Brown, like he, whenever he touched the ball in Tennessee, he ended up scoring. Um, I think it's only a matter of time before he has a two touchdown game. And uh, I'm, I think I'm going to call it for this week. And then Tyreek is my other guy in here at 8,000. Um, I like how much Teddy threw to him once he got in. Now that he's in the game, uh, he was uh, 14 targets last week, 10 for 160. The Jets are allowing 9.3 yards per target. I think that uh, as much as Tyreek wants to get done here against the Jets, he'll be able to. Um, I like that uh, how much uh, he was targeted over Jalen Waddle. Uh, you know, I, I love Jalen Waddle, but you know, for for fantasy for DFS, you know, the fact that Bridgewater threw to, to Hill a lot more than than Waddle, uh, you know, is, is a pretty good sign if you want to play Tyreek. 
Yep. Can't argue with that. And uh, yeah, I just, I didn't take it all the way down to AJ Brown, but I'm with you on AJ Brown. That's going to be my, uh, my guy too. In the, in the low sevens here, we have some interesting names. We have Marquise Brown at 7,200 coming off uh, three straight double digit target games. Uh, Nice game script for him. Again, we talked about if you play Philly, you know, you can come back with Brown. Uh, Mike Williams is 7,100. I think for me, that's only when I play Justin Herbert as I'm going to stack them together, but a nice bounce back seven for 120 on 11 targets last week. Cleveland's given up a lot of big plays in the passing offense. So like there you could see the explosion plays from Williams. And then CeeDee Lamb, uh, you know, kind of balling out with Cooper Rush right now. He's eight plus targets in every game. Last two weeks, 887 a touchdown, 697 a touchdown. Um, the Rams are really struggling with wide receiver ones, believe it or not. I know they have Jalen Ramsey, but they can kind of move him around. But you look at Debo last week with six for 115 and a touchdown. The Rams are the worst in the NFL in, in fantasy points per game to wide receiver ones. We're through four weeks. I get it. It doesn't matter. They face Stephon Diggs. They face Debo Samuel. They face some good players. But uh, I think CeeDee Lamb at 7,000 is very playable, and I don't think a lot of people are going to play him this week against the Rams. No, uh, I agree with you uh, about both things, and I, I probably won't either just because of some of the other guys in this range. I'm going to play yeah. Mike Evans, 6,900. Yeah. He had a big game last week. He just he just catches so many touchdowns, and he, he – he has so many multiple touchdown games. So, yeah, I'm going to have him in some Tampa stacks. Um, and then I don't think people will roster A.J. Brown and Marquise Brown together stacking that game. There's just – there's other ways to stack that game. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna try to make Hurts, uh, A.J. Brown, and Hollywood Brown uh, with maybe some some of the cheaper running backs to make it affordable. Yeah, it's an expensive start when you look at it. I mean, Hurts is one of the most expensive mm-hmm. quarterbacks, and then you got two guys over over 7,000. It does get uh, get a little tough quick. You have to play a cheap tight end, but we have, we mentioned we have a lot of cheap running backs, so I think you can make it work. I think you're right. I think a lot of people will uh, will not be able to afford all three. Uh, as we get to 6,000, we mentioned DK Metcalf earlier. We were talking about uh, no house advantage. I do like uh, DK this week, but 6,800 is hard not just go to lock it. He's so much cheaper there. Um, this 6,000 range, another spot, kind of like the running backs. I like the, I like the receivers in the sevens. We mentioned a lot of guys that I, I like the low seven range a lot. Um, I like the 5,000 range a lot. There's not a lot of receivers I like in the 6,000s, uh, you know, that, that I want to play this week, but the one I wanted to mention that I love this week, and it's probably going to be a little off the radar. Um, I love Terry McLaurin this week at 6,200, um, super quiet last week, only six targets, uh, two for 15, but this is a great matchup. Tennessee's allowing 9.5 yards per target. They're 30th in the NFL in touchdown rate to wide receivers. Uh, he's very involved still. We know he's talented, but the last three weeks, six, nine, and eight targets. So still getting a lot of touches. Um, 6,200 is, is low price for someone as talented as McLaurin. I know he's tied to Carson Wentz. I do get that. But I think this is a week that uh, I think McLaurin will be very under-rostered, not popular. And I do like him to have finally a big breakout week this week. Yeah, I like that call. That, that, that he brings some big leverage. I mean, not many people are going to roster McLaurin this week. Nope. He's just kind of in that dead range. And you mentioned he's got Wentz, and it's not really a. Yeah, I just yeah, I love um, I love the matchup this week. I think Tennessee's a, a secondary to pick on right now, and uh, I always like I always like the receiver off the off a couple quiet games. I think McLaurin uh, McLaurin's my kind of off the radar uh, low rostered play in this range. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give one. Uh, if if you're thinking about playing Josh Allen and the Bills, uh, I'm just I'm telling Gabe Davis is going to have a two touchdown game in the near future. It seems like he's healthy now, and now that Dawson Knox and and Crowder are out, maybe a few more opportunities. He's just not going to be really rostered either in this range. So I think if you're going to play Josh Allen, you should get some Gabe Davis exposure too. 
Yeah, we talk about uh, we talk about receivers coming off slow weeks. He's three for thirty-seven and one for thirteen last two weeks. That just can't last. I mean, he was he had eighty yards and touched on the first game against the Rams. Obviously, we remember the playoff game last year. He's just so explosive. Uh, he's there, you know. He's an over-the-top big play guy. I do like that. Anytime you compare someone that uh, is due a little bit and priced down with the, with the best quarterback in the NFL, that's uh, well, the best fancy quarterback in the NFL. I don't want to I don't want to go there and piss people off, but uh, Allen's the best fancy quarterback in the NFL. That's been proven the last couple of years. Uh, anytime you can get yourself a little, someone a little underpriced, I think you you, you tie that well with, with Allen. Yep. No argument about- for me. I, I like Allen. What about the 5,000s? There are a lot of names down here, a lot of options. We've already mentioned, I think we both really, really like uh, Drake London. We both like Chris Godwin. Those are both 5,900. They just feel underpriced with the way. I mean, Godwin had 10 targets last week, played 85% of dropbacks, most importantly. You know, coming off the injury, we just want to see him out in the field. Uh, London was quiet last week, but the Atlanta, Atlanta pass game was miserable last week. A way better game script in terms of having to throw this week against Tampa Bay. you got to think he gets a lot of targets, especially with Kyle Pitts. Uh, likely going to be out after he missed practice the last three days. So um, aside from Godwin and London, I think we've hit on enough. Uh, who else do you think you find yourself playing in the 5,000s? You just kind of like, or maybe let's go 4,500 and above. Uh, who, do you, who do you find yourself playing down here? Hmm. Or is, it, or, is it, and above. or is it just London and, 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 uh, and Godwin? Yeah, you know, I right now in the builds that I've made right now, it's those guys in the mid 5k range because I've been using those mid priced running backs. It's made it. So I haven't had to pay down uh, more at receiver. Um, If I was going to, you know, I I would monitor this Detroit situation because if St. Brown and Chark are ruled out again, Josh Reynolds is going to project as one of the better value plays, even in a matchup against new England, he's going to, he would be like all golf has to throw to. So I think, that would be interesting. Um, I think if you're stacking the Bills game, I guess this is a little bit cheaper, but Pickens for 4,300 after six catches for 102 yards, I think that would be okay. Um, but yeah, otherwise this range is like kind of a dead range for me. Maybe you have somebody. I just, I, I like, I think the upper 5K range is just too good. And even Devontae Smith at 6K would be another guy who, who we're going to probably be pairing with Hertz. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. This upper 5K is just so good. The cheaper guys are tough to get to. I mean, you mentioned Lockett at 5,600. You mentioned Alave at 5,700. And that's five guys between 56 and 6,000 that we think are very, very playable this week. Um, before we get super cheap, is there any way to talk you into Robert Woods as a 5,200 with Traylon Burks out? Uh, great matchup against yeah. Washington. And they're allowing 9.3 yards per target. And I was like, oh, he scored last week. And I looked, he was like four for 30. I just... The Tennessee pass game is so frustrating, but Burks being out does narrow their passing tree a bunch. I like Robert Woods, but um, I found myself uh, – at first I was like, oh, that's cheap. I'm going to play him. And then as I, as I got into the slate, I found myself uh, not playing him. Yeah, no, it, it's a good call, though. I was thinking about that when I saw Burks out. I mean, uh, a Robert Woods and Terry McLaurin mini stack, I mean, that, that oh, would yeah. take you straight to the top right there. <laughs> yep, and nobody, nobody would have it. So I think that's where mm-hmm. – well, I just – I had a hard time getting there. I think Josh Reynolds was my other guy bolded down here. He's 4,900. Uh, very live if, if, if uh, Amon Ra and DJ uh, Chark miss. Uh, yeah, even if, uh, even if Chark plays, I should say. You know, we just need Amon Ra. Oh, yeah, really. that's probably probably true. He had 18 targets the last two weeks. He had eight targets last week, even with Hawkinson having, you know, 108 targets. Uh, Reynolds still, uh, still got there, too. Uh, what about Uber cheap? Uh, I think my favorite under 4,500 is, is Rondale Moore. Um I think he's a really interesting run back to the Philly stack. If you can't afford a Hollywood Brown, you maybe want to play one expensive running back. 
He's 4,100. He played 65 snaps for the Cardinals last week. Uh, it was He had three for 11, was very uh, – did not help you out there, 4.1 points, but five out of five targets. But, you know, first game back, I just – I like the fact that he's playing a lot. DeAndre Hopkins is still not back. We had a couple weeks till that. Um, so you got Hollywood Brown, you have Zach Ertz, and you have Rondell Moore as their third guy in here. And 4,100, he's a guy that could break any play at any time. They may hit an end around to him. He's really, really talented, really athletic. Um it's a risky play. Like he could go, he could go three for 12. Don't get me wrong. And he's had a lot of those games. I do like, they threw a little bit deeper to him in this week than they did last year. Last year's like his like yards per or his, uh, his air yards were really low. They threw a lot of like receiver screens to him or balls behind the line of scrimmage, but uh, they threw the ball a little bit more downfield than last week. Um, 4,100. I just have a Rondell Moore feel this week. I think he makes a big play. Yep. Rondell Moore would be my favorite as well. Uh, if I had to name a pivot off that, it would probably be Zay Jones, who yeah. people will forget about a little bit because he sat out last week. But for 4,100 in a really good matchup at home against the Texans, I mean, in his last game, he had 10 catches, I think. So Zay Jones would be fine. But I'm with you. I, I like more. Yeah, I uh, I didn't love. I usually like a lot of guys this range. I did not like a lot this week, so I'm gonna you know obviously figure that out as we uh, as we go along. You can kind of build every slate's different, but those two were the guys that I had bolded under 4500. I'm glad to see you at least on the same page there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess one other guy you could uh, Jarvis Landry. I guess could be okay if uh, Michael Thomas is out, but again, probably I'm not going to do that with Andy Dalton. I'm leaving you on your own on on Landry Island. Okay, good. No, I'm yeah. not going to play him. I've uh, I've had too many of those like oh I like Landry's floor this week and he does nothing so I'm not I'm not going there myself. Yeah. Uh, let's talk tight ends. We talked about how crazy the pricing structure is. We got George Kittle over five thousand. George Kittle's done nothing on in fantasy. Obviously, he's obviously great for the Niners. He blocks really well and all that. And especially with Trent Williams out, he's really really important to them. But fantasy wise, it's been a long time since George Kittle uh, you know did much for us. So he's fifty two hundred. I don't think a lot of people are going to play him, but. We've got uh, got a lot of guys in the 4,000. We mentioned some of them. We have Hawkinson off the monster game at 4,900. Zach Ertz is 4,800. Uh, Goddard's 4,700. Uh, Kyle Pitts was 44, but probably not going to play. Um, and you got Tyler Higby down here at 4,300. Really, really involved right now. He has uh, over 60 yards three weeks in a row. He appears to be their number two target. They're throwing to him more than Allen Robinson. He has, uh, he has you know, I think four, he had, he's 10 for 73 and 14 targets last week. Like, that's crazy we've got a game against dallas that you know maybe we get a little back and forth here uh, both uh, both defenses are probably better than the offenses but we got some talented players here uh what do you do in the four thousands? i feel like there's four or five really good choices here and uh, trying to figure out which one to play is pretty tough yeah four or five really good choices and tyler higby projects the best oh um, interesting All right. so for for cash games yeah i mean you mentioned it 10 catches on 14 targets last week and, yeah, and part of it's the price you know, he's, he's cheaper than Goddard, Ertz, uh, Hawkinson. So that that's also why he projects a little better. But also the matchup, you know, dealing with Micah Parsons in that pass rush should actually favor Higby a little bit too. So for cash games, I think Higby is the play. Um, for tournaments, yeah, I'll probably just make it work with my stack. Um, so I like Goddard like we talked about. Uh, maybe even Ertz. I, I would have played Pitts uh, opposite Tampa if Pitts played. <laughs> um oh kyle but, pitts it's just been yeah the weird thing um, with know, pitts last other... week is it wasn't it wasn't on the field that much he played like 60 percent of the dropbacks like i get the no targets but he wasn't even playing that way it's the whole thing is weird yeah it was uh i think it was the hamstring yeah it must have been yeah. he the that he missed practice with so yeah you know pitts has been frustrating um so i think it's it's those guys and then you can go a little lower um Pat Fryermuth's been okay, but again, I don't want to 
I don't want to target this the Steelers passing game. Um, I don't mind uh, David Njoku again. Yeah, another uh, good game last week. Yeah, and you know he's a guy, sort of like you mentioned with Goddard, that can score longer touchdowns or more receiver style touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I like it. I like a Joker too. Thirty eight hundred back to back good games. He was five for seventy three on seven targets last week after the big uh, game where he was nine for eighty nine and a touchdown. Um, I think almost on all my laps, I'm just going to go Goddard and Higby. I just think it's uh, they're cheap. It's just kind of easy. Forty seven hundred for Goddard. Three or four weeks over sixty yards. He was five for seventy two last week. Not a ton of targets every week, but just makes plays. And like I said before, it's just an offense where you know, you can't really focus on him. You've got AJ Brown, you've got Devontae Smith, you've got these running backs. You have Hertz might run the ball too. I just think there's always open space for Goddard. And two or three times a game, they hit him, and it's a big twenty yard play. And I just I love that for my tight end. Uh, you just need that in the red zone. Like give me a thirty yard play, you know, for a touchdown. We're we're, we're perfect there. And you know, Higby is just the second target in an offense with a good quarterback. I know Stafford hasn't been great so far, but I think we know he's he's a pretty good player. 4,300 there just, just kind of works too. Um, one name I wanted to ask you about down here, and it's funny because I was scrolling through. I was like, holy crap, I can't believe this guy is this price. Dallas Schultz uh, against the Rams. Dallas Schultz was like a sixth, seventh round pick in fantasy drafts like a month ago. He was like the fifth, sixth tight end taken down to 3,400. He has not meshed with Cooper Rush. We mentioned how CeeDee Lamb has. Um, Dalton Schultz was two for 18 in, in week two, then missed a game. Zero catches for zero yards last week with Cooper Rush. I think he had three targets. Um, obviously a talented guy, and at 3,400 is really, really cheap. Um, do you uh, do you kind of uh, go with a, a leap of faith on Schultz at all, or do you need to see it with Rush before you even think about playing him? Yeah, I just – I don't think so. Okay. Um, I, and that's fair. With, I, just, I just wanted to ask you. No, no, no. It makes sense because I've seen him – I've seen him mentioned uh, other places this week as well because of that price tag. It's so cheap. Yeah. Um, but I think with – you know, they're underdogs. Um, Gallup's back now. They have two running backs. I don't know. I'm just not really trying to target Cooper Rush and his tight end in this spot. I get it, but I'm with you, like – these 4K guys look pretty good on this slate. So I'm going to have Goddard, and I'm going to have Higby, and maybe I'll have Njoku if I go below that, but I'm kind of going to stick with those guys that I trust in that range. Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty narrow uh, tight end grouping for me this week, the player pool. I, I can, I, I, you know, if you want to play Hawkinson or or Ertz instead, I, I totally get that too. I just and They're all the same range, rock on the same guy. I just think Goddard, Goddard and Higby stick out for me, and I think Goddard's pretty much my favorite this week by a decent margin. Uh, before we jump out of here, we've kind of hit everything on offense. What about defense? Uh, we've got uh, we've got a couple of uh, really, really good defenses and good matchups at the top. We have Buffalo uh, at versus Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett, you know, first uh, first start at 4,100. Nice, nice soft landing spot for Kenny Pickett. He gets uh, a defense is just murdering, murdering quarterbacks. <laughs> and then we have the Niners against Carolina. Uh, Baker Mayfield's already getting uh, mad at uh, the press for asking about tip passes and all that kind of stuff. It seems like he's kind of over it. They're 3,800. Uh, they are, I mean, I, I can't argue against either one of those. Yeah, I think the Niners are going to give Mayfield just fits back there and Buffalo against as against Pickett, like high chance for some mistakes there. So I think those are pretty obvious plays, but I want to get off those. If you're getting cheap this week, you need to save some money here. Um, what are you doing kind of down? Let's go like, I don't know, 32, 3,300 and below. What what kind of defense are you down here you can find yourself playing? Um, Okay, well, I think for cash games, the Cowboys will be, Damn, will be the play for cash games at 2,500. Stole, stole mine right out from under me. I mean, as you mentioned, they have uh, the current favorite for Defensive Player of the Year, Micah Parsons, and uh, the Rams 
line is a bit banged up and you have yeah, 2,500. I mean, the Cowboys defensive line currently ranks number one in the NFL and the uh, uh, Rams offensive line is 23rd. So there's just a little bit of a mismatch there and they're cheap. Um, you know, I, I know I'm sure that's what you were going to say as well. Do you have uh, anyone else in the cheap range that you like? Why is Dallas 2,500? It's yeah, just because they're going against the Rams, but like the Niners had seven sacks against the Rams offense line last week. I guess that was the Monday night game. So maybe I guess the pricing was already out, but man, the Cowboys haven't got I'm guessing that, yet. Yeah. yeah I'm guessing gonna, that, uh, sorry, that no, DraftKings factors into the algorithm that they're like, whatever, however many underdog. Yeah. They're sizable underdogs, um, but you're right. They're too cheap. I mean, Dallas hasn't given up 20 points all year. The Rams' offensive line is terrible right now. They look uncomfortable. Uh, the Niners just absolutely smoked them on defense last week. It's seven sacks, and I just think they're way too cheap. I think Dallas is super talented on, on defense. But if I wanted to get different, uh, I think I'd actually go up a little bit to 3,000. i go with the Tennessee Titans against Washington. I always like going uh, getting some Carson Wentz on my uh, – I guess my defense, I just think he's you know prone to mistakes. So I do like that a little bit. I also like Miami, 3,200. I get up a little bit higher, but against the Jets, I think Zach Wilson looked okay last week, but another guy that you know probably going to get a little bit of forcing in there. I, I like that. I've seen people talk about Seattle a lot. They're 2,500, the same price as, uh, as Dallas going against uh, Jameis or Andy Dalton. I just don't love Seattle's defense. I get that the, the matchup could, uh, could work out well here, but uh, I don't love that play as much as most people do. If I'm going to go away from Dallas, which – I'm probably just going to go Dallas if we're being honest. Um, I'd probably go up to up a little bit to Tennessee or up a teeny bit more to Miami, but uh, probably Tennessee is my second favorite. Yeah, I, I agree with all those calls. Um, just to say, if people are thinking about paying all the way up, I think it could be worth it this week for for the Bills. Or it's funny. I was just going to ask you if uh, if it is a week, maybe you think that paying up, uh, you know, you go away from Dallas is going to be popular and there's not a lot of other games like down there. I wonder if that's a, an interesting way to get different on some really good matches. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, and those defenses have 20-point upside. I mean, you, yeah. you mentioned about the Niners. And then you got the Bills against that rookie QB. Bills have the second-ranked defensive line right now. And the Steelers line is just as bad as ever, ranked 30th right now. So huge mismatch in that game. Uh, you know, those those two defenses have 20 fantasy-point upside. So, yeah, you could play them in tournaments. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. I think I might try and get up to some Buffalo this week. There's enough uh, there's enough mm-hmm. cheap values and stuff we talked about. I think that uh, in, in a week, I, I I usually like to play an expensive defense I love in a week where there's a cheap one that everybody loves. So it's like you right. can, you can you know there's gonna be a ton of roster ship on on Dallas. So if you get a week where you can be different, uh, I usually don't like to pay up for defense, but a week where everybody likes the cheap one, I think is the week to do it. And I mean Buffalo just projects so well here you gotta think Pickett may get sacked makes some mistakes fumbles throws into coverage uh, you, you can see this being an absolute mess for them on offense and it, they should be behind so you gotta figure they're gonna throw the ball i don't think they're just gonna sit on it they may sit on it early and run a lot of Najee in the first half but you gotta think second half as long as uh you know they're within some sort of striking distance they're gonna throw the ball a ton yep agreed love it anybody else you want to talk about anything else on your mind before we uh jump out of here for week five i can't it's week five already yeah, no, I think we covered it. Beautiful. I want to thank everybody for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored this week by No House Advantage. We really appreciate everybody listening, anybody watching live, uh, all that kind of stuff. Anybody listening to the audio version, we uh, really appreciate that too. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I am at Scott Jensted. Ryan is at 
Ryan, uh, then Belongi is B-E-L-O-N-G-I-A. Um, so if you want to follow him on there, we got a little football talk. He might have some soccer talk. I might have some Draymond talk, but uh, we'll try and uh, try and keep it to football on the weekend. Uh, usually, uh, we usually we try to do that. So thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Hope everybody has a really good week five. We'll be back at you with uh, week six next week. Take care. Thanks. Good luck, everybody. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.